1: Good morning and afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oceana Gold 2021 third quarter results webcast and conference call. At this time, all lines are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. And if at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Also note that the call is being recorded on Thursday, October 28th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I would like to turn the conference over to Sam Pazuki. Please go ahead, Sam.
2: Thanks so much, Sylvie. Good evening, good morning. Welcome to Oceana Gold's third quarter 2021 results webcast and conference call. I am Sam Pazuki, Senior Vice President, Corporate Development for Oceana Gold. I am joined today by Scott <laughs> Sullivan, Chief Operating Officer and interim CEO, Scott McQueen, Chief Financial Officer, Sharon Flynn, EVP Sustainability, David Londano, EGM Hale Operations, David Wei, EGM Philippines and New Zealand, and Craig Febre, EVP Exploration. Moving on to slide number two, before we proceed, note that the references in this presentation adhere to international financial reporting standards and all financial figures are denominated in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. Also note that the presentation contains forward-looking statements which, by their very nature, are subject to some degree of uncertainty. There can be no assurances that our forward-looking statements will prove to be accurate, as future results and events could differ materially. I refer you to the disclaimers on the forward-looking statements in our presentation. I will now turn it over to Scott Sullivan to walk you through the key highlights of the quarter. Over to you, Scott.
3: Thanks, Sam. Good evening, Uh, good morning to all. It's a pleasure to be with you uh, here today. Firstly, I'd like to add that it's wonderful to be with Oceana Gold, a company with a long and rich history in the gold mining industry. Although I've only had my feet on the ground here for the past five weeks or so, I've been really impressed with the quality and the potential of the assets in the portfolio and the highly talented workforce that we have throughout the organisation and the strong shareholder base. We do understand we have work to do to regain market credibility and our reputation in the gold mining industry as a business that generates healthy margins, returns capital to shareholders and makes prudent capital investments on high margin growth opportunities. Although early days for me here, I am very confident in the long-term future of the business and what I can assure the investment community is that together with the board, the executive management team and employees across the organisation, We are fully aligned and committed to improving our operational performance and delivering long-term sustained value to shareholders. So if we look at uh, slide three, looking back uh, at the third quarter, I'm pleased with the financial performance of the business. And it does reflect the importance of having a diversified portfolio of assets. We delivered our fourth consecutive quarter of improved profitability, primarily related to the renewal of the FTAA, paving the way for gold copper concentrate sales from DiDipio and continued strong performance at Hale. The DiDipio restart activities continue to progress well, despite the sometimes restrictive measures that we have enforced in the quarter to safeguard the health and well-being of the workforce, following an increase in COVID-19 positive cases. We're pleased to achieve some key milestones in the third quarter and in the beginning of the first quarter. Firstly, we began underground mining at the DPO a month ahead of schedule with ore development. The ore is being delivered to the ROM pad ahead of milling, which we expect to begin mid-November. Secondly, we successfully completed the transportation of the gold copper concentrate inventory on hand on October 2nd. We invoiced over 60 million in revenue and received approximately 38 million in cash as at the end of the third quarter. And third, we have achieved a critical mass in our recruitment efforts that has allowed us to achieve these milestones and continue to progress restart activities. At Hale, we delivered a stronger than expected third quarter, mainly a function of better than expected grades out of our better phase one pit. With a stronger year-to-date performance, we are again increasing our guidance range at Hale and now expect the operation to deliver 175,000 to 180,000 ounces of gold. We continue to advance the Hale technical review that will culminate in a new mine plan expected to be completed in the first half of 2022. We are pleased to maintain our consolidated four year guidance, which again reflects the importance of having a diversified portfolio of assets we are expecting higher production from hale and DiPio to offset the softer production forecast now for the new zealand operations moving on to the next slide we are very pleased to see the dpo contributing again to the business with third quarter sales of over 19,000 ounces of gold and 3,400 tons of copper consolidated production year on year was driven higher by hale and partially offset by macraze Third quarter production was expected to decrease quarter on quarter and was in line with our expectations as hail delivered a better than expected performance while the New Zealand operations were impacted mainly by the nationwide lockdown. All in sustaining costs for the quarter and year to date decreased over the previous reporting periods, which was mainly a function of higher sales volumes, partially offset by higher operating costs and increased capital investments mainly related to the hail expansion, Martha Underground ramp up at Waihee and pre-stripping at both Hale and Macrae's. Financial results for the quarter were solid and driven mainly by DiDipio gold and copper sales and continued strong performance at Hale. Our adjusted earnings per share came in at 7 cents, which was ahead (coughs) of estimates, while cash flow per share came in at 12 cents before working capital movements and excluding the physical delivery of the remaining gold ounces as a part of the 2020 gold prepayment arrangements. I will now turn the presentation over to David Londono, EGM at Hale, to walk you through the Hale results. Thank you, David.
4: Thank you, Scott. And hello, everyone. Moving on to slide five. We had a very good quarter of gold production at Hale with nearly 46,000 ounces produced. This was above our expectations with better than expected grades mined out of the Leverett pit. Although grade reconciliation was about 20% higher than predicted, we believe this to be near-term benefit, and we fully expect to align more closely to the resource model going forward. Mining operations were mainly at Leadbetter Phase 1, and in the third quarter, we were focused on waste stripping ahead of increased ore mining going forward. As we progressed through this stage of Leadbetter, we will go through a period of materially lower grades, which we expect to continue to see for the first half of the next year. Mining rates are steady. However, we continue to be limited by the permitted area allowing for additional pack waste storage facilities and water discharge with the continued delays in receiving the SEIS associated permits. mim feet was lowered quarter-on-quarter on, quarter on decreased throughput rates related to processing harder ore from lead better. We continue to implement plus fragmentation initiatives to push throughput rates higher, not only with lead bedded ore, but through pits. all pits. Oil-in-sustaining costs increase quarter-on-quarter, quarter, mainly due to increased pre-stripping capital, which is tracking higher than originally guided. This reflects a higher allocation of mining costs to capital than previous are uh, forecasted, but the amount of total spend isn't changed. Unchanged. With the year-to-date performance, we have increased our production guidance on hail for the second time this year. We now expect hail to deliver a four-year gold production between 175 and 180,000 ounces. Despite the reclassification of mining expense to capital, the all-in sustaining cost guidance remains unchanged at 1100 to 1150 per ounce sold, while cash costs have decreased to 650 to 700 per ounce sold. Moving on to slide six, we continue to progress the Hale technical review. This review is intended to maximize cash flows from the operation and maximize the value of the asset. We're already implementing changes to the operation, which will begin to bear fruit over the near term. I do expect I do expect some more quick wins. However, some changes are more structural in nature and will take some time to implement. The primary focus areas of the technical review are as follows, operating costs, capital allocation, water management, pack and waste management, and employee turnover. More specifically, on the mining front, we're starting to see the benefits of changes that we've made so far such as improving whole roads on open pit and road drainage. Unlike the past, when mining operations shut down during heavy rainfall, we don't stop now. We continue mining unless there is inclement weather, such as hurricane or lightning. The improvements to the roads have also doubled the life of the whole truck tires, which just six months ago were averaging 3,000 hours, are now averaging over 6,000 hours. My target is to achieve 7,500 hours in the medium term. My expectation is that these changes will drive maintenance cost lowers and increase mine utilization rates while increasing productivity. Last year, mine utilization was in the mid-50s. We're now at the mid-70s, and my objective is to achieve a mine utilization rate in the mid-80s. Mining operations were previously driven by volume. This is how coal mines work. Hale is a coal mine and the ore body is geometrically complex and does not let, lend itself well to a bulk mining approach. We will refocus our efforts on the quality of the ore we mine and deliver to the process plant. Going forward, we will be implementing an RC, an RC drilling program for ore grade control and for improved pack waste classification. We will configure at least one of the shoals to a backup configuration as well to be able to mine more selectively. These efforts will be designed to reduce ore dilution and optimize sag waste that we are required to deposit in specially line waste facilities. Over the near term, particularly as we continue to wait for the SEIS permits, we do need to continue managing two critical aspects of our mine operations. One is water management, and the other, wa- the other one is waste management. First, on water management, we are limited by the capacity of the water treatment plant, and given that the rainfall history of hail is well documented, you know that we have a considerable amount of water that needs to be discharged. The weather has been cooperative this year, which has helped greatly. We have also added evaporators, and we'll be purchasing more ionics later this year. Respecting these units will reduce our water levels by approximately 30%, which again is very significant. With the SEIS, we'll be able to expand the water treatment plant and discharge higher rates of water. Until then, we have to move water around, and at least for next year, we may have to slow mining efforts due to restricted access to lower benches. On the waste management front, our mining approach to date has produced more pack waste than in uh, forecasted, mostly due to the way pack waste material has been classified in our permits. As I mentioned, with more selective mining, we can reduce the pack waste of the life of the mine, even below below the levels assumed in last year's technical report. Additionally, we will work with the regulators to demonstrate with the use of scientific data a classification of some some of the potentially acid-generated material so that we can store this waste safely in traditional waste storage facilities. While we wait for the SEIS, we have to store packed waste in inactive pits and we handle more than necessary. These factors have been contributors, contributors to operating unit costs being higher than expected or reflected in the technical report. We will always work to drive operational efficiencies and lower cost. However, we're, foc- we're focused on controlling costs while meeting these restrictions and ensuring we're being realistic on what we can drive our costs down to as part of the technical review. The unit cost assumed in last year's technical report will be difficult to achieve. However, they may also not be too far from off the mark. Either way, the mine plan will assume achievable cost assumptions, which will increase our curve grades and increase the crop grades to result in the reclassification of some of the mineral reserves. Again, I will reiterate, reiterate though that we will not be mining marginal ounces or ounces that destroy value. We will be more selective in what we mine and process so that we generate strong free cash flows and sufficient risk adjusted returns for shareholders to maximize the value of the asset. For me, I will not be measured by how many ounces of gold we produce at Hale. I will be measured by how much free cash flow we generate. This is the culture that I'm still in at Hale now. On the processing side, there is some work we will need to do. The blast fragmentation improvements we have mentioned are expected to drive higher throughput rates and increasing meal utilization. It will help with blending of ore that will improve processing kinetics with an aim to improve steady-state goal recoveries. We have made other improvements already, such as increasing the emergency stockpile from several hours to seven days. This means if we have downtime of the primary crusher, the mill will continue to run. All in all, we expect to deliver a new life-of-mine plan in the first half of 2022. Again, the implementation of changes is ongoing, and the value realization is expected progressively over the next 18 months. Some of these changes are expected to deliver near term value, while other changes are more structural in nature and will take additional time to implement and drive value over an 18-month period. The timing of the new mine plan all will also be depending on the receipt of the SEIS and associated permits. Moving on to slide seven. The Hail SEIS process continues and the company now expects expect the final SEIS, the Record of Decision and Related related Permits, in the first quarter of 2022. As I have laid out just a few minutes ago, these permits relate to the expansion of the operating footprint to accommodate waste stockpiles, expansion of the water treatment plant to allow for higher water discharge rates, as well as development of the hail underground. Engagement with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control is ongoing as the company responds to inquiries received post release of the draft SEIS. We have also worked closely with local stakeholders who are supportive of what we are proposing. Although we don't, we don't see any shop stoppers and the process in itself is complete as we await a decision, we have had to implement workarounds to accommodate water and waste. Should the SEIS process continue to be delayed, then we will have no choice but slow down mining and, in the meantime, incurring mining costs related to waste, to waste, rehandling, and water management. We will continue to engage with the regula- regulatory agencies on a weekly basis. We have continued constructing surface infrastructure related to underground operations. We we can develop the portal. However, we require the SEIS permits to begin building the underground tunnel and mine. Once underground, we expect to drill extensively to expand the current resources at Horseshoe and Palomino and drill test near targets. We continue to see great potential for reserve and resource growth through underground targets. I will now turn the presentation over to David Way.
5: Thank you, David. And hello everyone, on slide number eight, in New Zealand, the government announced a two week nationwide lockdown to address the spread of COVID-19 in mid August. This order impacted both of our New Zealand operations, which were essentially shut down for the duration of the lockdown. On September the 1st, we recommenced operations at both Waihee and McRae's in a staged approach which aligned with the government (coughs) COVID-19. At McRae's, we produced 25,720 ounces of gold in the third quarter, which decreased quarter on quarter due to the nationwide lockdown. The restart and ramp up of operations was slower than expected due to subsequent regional lockdowns impacting timing of supplies and movement of workers. These included the gradual easing of restrictions from level four, being a lockdown, to level three, which still restricts access to the operation, and then to the current level two, which has some limited restrictions. The other complexity for us at McRae's this year is that we have had to weather geotechnical constraints at Coronation North and reduce throughput rates from planned and unplanned mill disruptions. We've essentially been playing catch up all year. The good news, however, is that full operations were restored at the end of the third quarter. The process plant issues are behind us, evidenced by currently achieving record throughput rates. And we are making good progress on mining across all fronts. I'm also pleased to announce that we have achieved first ore from the Golden Point Underground as planned. With these improvements, Higher throughput rates and better grades, we expect to deliver a rebound quarter to achieve our narrowed guidance range of 138,000 to 143,000 ounces of gold for the year. I'm also pleased to announce that late in the third quarter, we welcomed Mike Fisher as the new general manager for the McRae's operation. Mike has extensive mining experience, having recently worked in Mongolia and before that, as President and General Manager of the Kumtor Mine, his extensive experience and leadership will serve the McCrae's operation and Oceana Gold well going forward. I'll now move on to slide nine. Why produced approximately 7,500 ounces of gold in the third quarter. The third quarter production was also impacted by the two-week shutdown. Of all operations as part of the New Zealand Government's mandated COVID 19 lockdown measures in August. Ramp up of operations was further impacted by ensuing regional lockdowns affecting the workforce, supplies, and equipment availability. Despite the lockdown, development at Martha Underground progressed with 2,185 metres of advance achieved for the quarter, even though impacted by the COVID 19 lockdown in August. Development continues to focus on the REX, Royal West and Edward mining areas. Production in REX and the upper levels of Edward also began late in the quarter, with 6,600 tonnes of stoke ore mined. Through the course of mining the Edward vein, we have experienced some negative reconciliation and have subsequently updated our resource model, which will affect our near-term production, particularly in the fourth quarter. The two-week lockdown compounded the impact by deferring alternative high-grade panels to next year. As a result, the Waihe mine is now expected to produce between 30,000 and 35,000 ounces of gold with a revised all and sustaining cost guidance range of 1,525 to $1,575 per ounce. We do not expect this to have a long-term impact on the operation with resource definition and grade control programs Advancing well. On the exploration front, the two-week lockdown meant no drilling during this period. For the quarter and much of the year, drilling continued to focus on the Martha underground, mainly for resource conversion and definition. At the Waihi North project, we had originally planned on drilling 10,000 meters at Ponga However, the lockdown, along with an extended seasonal drought, means we will fall short of our drilling target. The drilling we have completed this year at Fodikiruponga has focused mainly on resource conversion of the East Graben vein, with a step-out hole testing the extension of the East Graben structure along strike to the southwest. We continue to be very pleased with the drill results. Drilling this year has extended mineralisation of the East Graben vein, now with a 1.2 kilometre strike. Drilling is also supporting the technical studies underway for the pre-feasibility study. Preparation for the lodgement of a consent application for the Waihi North project, inclusive of the Wharikituponga underground mine, continue to progress with environmental assessments nearing completion. Over the next two quarters, we will continue engagement with a broader group of stakeholders as part of the consenting process. We expect to lodge our formal consenting application, inclusive of stakeholder feedback, with the regulator within the first half of 2022. We continue to advance the technical studies as part of the consenting and pre-feasibility study work streams. The work is ongoing and supported by resource conversion drilling at Farukiraponga. Although the pre-feasibility study is contemplated for completion in the first half of 2022, we have increased the scope and may increase the scope further. Additionally, we are looking to permit a third drill rig to focus on extensional drilling at Farakiraponga to further enhance the project value proposition. The point is that the opportunity at Farakiraponga is too compelling for us to rush through some of the work necessary to properly advance this project. The impact on the timing of such work is being considered and could result in extending the date of completion of the study. Turning to slide 10, I have recently returned from spending six weeks in the Philippines and at DeDipio. The DiDiPio restart activities continue to progress well with key milestones achieved during the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. These milestones include the following, successful transport of the gold copper concentrate, recommissioning of the primary crusher and undertaking critical maintenance activities of the process plant, recommencement of underground mining, and delivery of underground ore to the pad, which will continue to progress. In the third quarter, the DiPio recorded sales of 19,151 ounces of gold and 3,356 tons of copper. Also in the third quarter, 1,096 ounces of gold and dore were sold, with remaining sales related to the gold copper concentrate. And at the end of the quarter, we had received approximately $38 million from the sale of the concentrate, representing approximately 60% of the total metal value of the full inventory. The remaining funds will be received in the fourth quarter. Recruitment and training activities remain the critical path to restart and ramp up activities. These activities are tracking to plan, with recent recruitment activity having been slowed to address the increase in COVID-19 cases. Despite this, we do have a critical mass to safely ramp up operations. Recruitment activities are ongoing, and we continue to expect to achieve 90% recruitment Of the complete workforce by the end of the year. Processing plant restart and ramp up activities continue to progress ahead of first mill feed expected in the middle of November 2021. In the third quarter we completed several key activities including maintenance milestones of bore mill motor replacement, sag and bore mill gearbox and lubrication system upgrades, relining of both the sag and bore mills, and conveyor belt replacements. In mid-September, the primary crushing circuit was successfully recommissioned, leading to the recommencement of crushing emergency stock feed. Currently, approximately 75% of the process plant restart activities have been completed. We are tracking to plan for the restart of milling expected in mid-November 2021. Underground mining restart activities continue to advance well with continued and ongoing recruitment and training of underground operators, completion of safety inspections, upgrades to underground mine equipment, including pumping facilities, and the delivery of supplies and equipment. During the quarter, a Sandvik Rhino 100 mobile raise ball rig and Sandvik TH663i underground haul track were delivered successfully. Prior to the end of the quarter, we began underground mining activities, with the first two development cuts resulting in a total of 625 ore tonnes delivered to the ROMPAD. The commencement of ore development is approximately one month ahead of schedule. We expect stoke development to commence in November. Again, COVID-19 remains a risk to our restart and ramp-up plans. But despite a jump in new cases in the third quarter, everyone infected recovered without any serious illness. We continue to manage the risk, and we are working with local authorities to facilitate vaccinations. Our COVID-19 protocols for Dipio include testing and screening before mobilization and entry to the operation, precautionary isolation measures, regular rapid testing and screening of the workforce, and ensuring testing capability and capacity with efficient turnaround of results. Currently, approximately 70% of the Oceana Gold Philippines workforce has received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, with 55% of the workforce being fully vaccinated. For the fourth quarter, DiDipio is now expected to produce between 7,000 and 12,000 ounces of gold. This was previously five to 10,000 ounces, and also to produce 1,000 tonnes of copper, with the range reflecting the ongoing risks noted. For the full year, DiDipio gold sales are expected to range between 25,000 and 30,000, which was previously 23 to 25,000, whilst copper sales are now expected to range between four and a half and tonnes. 2021 all-in sustaining costs is now expected to be between 100 and $150 per ounce sold. Moving on to slide 11, here we have a couple of photos. One of the first cuts taken underground and the other illustrating the resumption of crushing. We are very pleased with the progress at DiDipio and look forward to providing additional progress updates to the market. I'll now turn it over to Scott McQueen to walk you through the financial performance of the business.
6: Thank you
7: David and hello everyone. Over the next few slides, we'll cover the key elements of our third quarter and year-to-date financial results. As Scott's already mentioned, and I'm also pleased to report, the third quarter represents the fourth consecutive quarter of improved profitability for the company, noticing also that the prior quarter was one of the most profitable in the past three years. Adjusted net earnings for the quarter were 53 million or $0.07 per share. This takes the year-to-date adjusted net earnings to 16% 16 cents per share, fully diluted. The quarter-on-quarter improvement and profitability was driven by the value realisation on the DiPio inventory, the majority of which we managed to transport and invoice within the third quarter, which was ahead of plan, plus approximately 17 million, or just over 2 cents per share, was related to one-time tax credits on the recognition of tax losses and other temporary differences as we again generated revenue in the Philippines. While gold sales from Hale were lower quarter on quarter, they did exceed expectations, which partially offset a weaker performance in the New Zealand operations, where both were impacted by the nationwide COVID-19 lockdown. We are looking for a material rebound of both New Zealand operations in the fourth quarter. At Hale, the fourth quarter sales are expected to reduce consistent with the grade profile. The DPO sales will also be reduced, given the bulk of the inventory was invoiced in Q3. However, the production ramp-up will continue ahead of more significant and sustained contribution into 2022. The combination of these operational factors, also noting the, the one-time Philippines tax credits we did recognise in Q3, means we do expect a softer final quarter in terms of underlying group profitability. The operating cash flow increased $33 million this quarter, while EBITDA was in line with the prior quarter. The third quarter included a low level of Prepaid sales, which totaled 17 million as compared with approximately 60 million in the prior quarter. We completed the final physical deliveries into the free pay in July, and as we stand today, and at the end of the quarter, we have no hedging contracts in place. Investing cash flow increased slightly to 83 million, representing the highest quarter of investment we expect for the year. Year to date cash flow for investing activities has totaled $236 million with higher capitalised mining costs and growth capital investments at Hale, the continued ramp-ups of the Martha and Golden Point undergrounds, and the ongoing exploration. Financing cash flow in the third quarter included the drawdown of $50 million from the revolving credit facility as we moved through the low point in the liquidity cycle, commenced the monetization of the DPO inventory, and shifted focus there to the ramp-up of operations. As advised during the July webcast, also, at the beginning of the third quarter, we did close an additional $30 million short-term working capital facility, which remains undrawn. Operating cash flow, excluding working capital movements, equated to $0.12 cents per share for the quarter, bringing in the year-to-date cash flow per share to $0.34 cents fully diluted. Moving on to slide 13, where we talk about our capital investment. Consolidated capital expenditure in the third quarter was $91 million, a slight decrease quarter-on-quarter, quarter, with lower growth capital invested partially offset by our higher capital mining costs. Year-to-date capital expenditure of $255 million increased approximately 30% over the prior year, reflecting increased capitalised mining costs at Hale, McCrae's, and Martha Underground, along with the planned investments associated with the Hale expansion, the development of the Martha Underground at Waihi, and the Golden Point underground at McRae, plus ongoing exploration activities principally focused in New Zealand. Third quarter capital expenditure of approximately $56 million at Hale, primarily related to the ongoing expansion of mining operations including the construction of the third tailing storage facility wall lift, heavy earthworks to construct potentially acid generating waste storage facilities. Capitalised pre-strip at Hale is expected to be higher than originally guided, reflecting an allocation from mining cost to capital expenditure higher than previously forecast. As this is a reclassification, there is no change in total mining costs or impact on site ASIC. However, updated guidance does include a corresponding reduction in the forecast site unit costs, cash costs, sorry, of approximately $200 per ounce, consistent with the increased allocation of operating costs to the balance sheet. McRae's total capital expenditure of 18 million for the quarter, primarily related to capitalised mining associated with the development of the Deepdale North Open Pit, plus additional stope development opportunities identified in Fraser's Underground. Third quarter capital spend at Waihee of approximately 7 million, related to the now completed sag mill upgrades, along with ongoing development of Martha Underground. We're also focused on enhancing our capital allocation program to ensure we are generating increased cash flow. We expect 2021 will be peak growth capital year. However, with budgeting and planning in full swing, combined with the ongoing technical review at Hale, we won't have the full details for 2022 until early next year. Moving on to slide 14, which includes a bit more on the balance sheet. As at September 30, you can see our cash balance stood at 113 million with total immediately available liquidity of 143 million. Total net debt was approximately 257 million. The quarter-on-quarter increase in cash reflects the drawdown of 50 million from the revolving credit facility and 38 million collected on the sale of DPO inventory. We expect liquidity to remain relatively flat across the fourth quarter, with improved free cash flow coming out of the New Zealand operations and further receipts from the sale of the DPO's inventory, offset by the DPO ramp up and production costs and the soft quarter of production at Hale, where grade is expected to be lower. Capital expenditure across the business is also expected to reduce in the fourth quarter. As part of our capital allocation process, we are committed to and focused on increasing cash flow from every operation to support a balanced business, one that returns capital to shareholders, reduces debt and reinvests in high-margin projects that will generate positive returns, such as WKP. I will now turn the presentation over to Sharon Flynn to discuss our ESG efforts.
6: Thank you, Scott Responsible
8: mining is fundamental to the way we do business and the health and safety of our workforce is a top priority. At the end of the third quarter 2021, Oceana Gold reported a 12-month mean moving average TRIFA of 3.9 per million hours. This is up from 3.7 per million hours at the end of the previous quarter. In the past quarter, there has been a strategic refocus on safety leadership to engage with the workforce drive a sustained safety culture and build on workplace hazard identification and injury prevention. In response to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, the company continues to enforce workplace protocols to protect the health, safety, and well-being of employees and contractors. Since the commencement of the pandemic in March 2020, the company has recorded 378 confirmed cases of COVID-19 among employees and contractors globally. This includes 186 new cases in the third quarter of 2021 at the DiDipio and Hale operations combined. With continued risks related to COVID-19, the company has implemented additional controls for the DiDipio operation, including rapid testing and precautionary quarantine requirements. We continue to encourage and promote employee access to vaccines aligned, of course, with local government requirements. In the Philippines, we support local health agencies to secure additional vaccines, and we also sponsor community distribution. We continue to advance our key ESG initiatives that keep us at the forefront of best practice globally. We view ESG as an enabler of our business today and opportunities for tomorrow. In line with our commitment to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050, we continue to work on setting our 2030 interim targets. This includes better understanding of our direct and indirect energy consumption and our carbon footprint. We are also undertaking physical and transitional risk assessments for each of our operating sites to understand how our business can be impacted by climate change, as well as other potential threats related to the transition pathway to net zero. We published our first standalone modern slavery statement in 2021, and in our 2020 sustainability report, we shared how we are knowing and showing our respect for human rights. In Q3, we continued implementation of human rights impact assessments across the company, launched an online training module, and continued development of our responsible supply chain approach. Work to align our tailings management systems to the global industry standard for tailings management has been progressed throughout the year, including review of corporate governance and accountability frameworks in Q3. We continue to progress towards the goal of 100% compliance with the World Gold Council's responsible gold mining principles by the end of 2022. I will now turn it over to Scott Sullivan to wrap up.
3: Thanks Sharon and thanks uh, everyone for your updates. So I'm going to conclude the presentation by highlighting our top priorities that we currently have in the organisation. As I mentioned at the onset of this webcast, there are many aspects of our business that are working well, but we've certainly got a lot of work ahead of us and I can assure you that we are acutely focused on the tasks at hand and we'll prioritise accordingly. With my feet on the ground now for about five weeks, I can say comfortably that I have yet to see a challenge within the organisation for which we do not or will not have a solution. And more importantly, as I've already stated, we have a highly talented workforce across the organisation and together we will work hard and smarter to rebuild credibility within the market. To that end, we'll continue to to restart and progressively ramp up our operations at DiDipio while managing the risks associated with COVID-19. We expect underground mining activities to progressively increase to full mining rates within the next eight to nine months. And then we'll be at full production rate of 10,000 ounces of gold a month and 1,000 tonnes of copper a month at first quartile, all in sustaining costs. And I think we can all agree that it's a pretty good time to be a copper producer. As David Londono has mentioned, we're having a good year at Hale and expect to deliver on our increased guidance and continue to advance the technical review forward to produce a new optimized mine plan. There will be some quick wins, but we'll progressively implement more structural changes that will be designed to deliver long-term, sustained value for shareholders. True to the company's committed operational strategy, Hale will be an operation that maximizes cash flows, not one that mines ounces for size or for the sake of producing ounces. At Waihee, we'll continue to ramp up Martha Underground while advancing our understanding of a multi-mine project. Fade Kirupunga is too high potential to rush, and we'll look to expand the drill program there while advancing the project through the consenting process. We're on track to lodge our formal consenting applications over the next six months. Driving operational efficiencies will never be a one time effort. We will relentlessly pursue opportunities to drive down our costs uh, and our position on the cost curve. We will continue to manage the risk associated with inflation that's led to higher fuel costs cost creep on some of our suppliers such as reagents and materials and additionally we'll proactively manage the risks and demand for labour particularly as the country borders open up and world economies expand to ensure that we've got the right people in the right roles and not only that we are able to attract talent but we're retaining them as well and finally and most importantly we are currently reviewing and will enhance our capital allocation process recognizing the importance of generating sufficient risk-adjusted returns and cash flows for shareholders. We will prioritize our capital spend internally, balancing capital needs with returns to shareholders and servicing our debt obligations. I'm very confident and fully invested in regaining our status as a top gold mining company in the industry, and I know our executives and our workforces globally share my enthusiasm for the journey ahead. So I'll now turn the call back over to Sam. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Scott. Um, I will turn
2: the logistics of the Q&A session to the operator.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. And should you wish to withdraw your question, simply press star followed by two. And if you're using a speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift the handset before pressing any keys please go ahead and press star one now if you have any questions and your first question will be from Matthew Murphy at Barclays please go ahead
9: hi Um, I have a uh, question on Hale Um, thanks for the update on the technical review and the uh, operating philosophy just wondering, when you're talking about quality over volume, how we should think about that from a cutoff grade perspective. I think your reserves were at a 0.45 gram per tonne cutoff. What are you mining to now?
2: Yeah, Matt, uh, Sam here. Thanks for the question. Um, I'll pass it on to David in a second here to comment on that. But um, <clears throat> basically, we're still in the process of going through the Hale technical review. Um still going through what the appropriate cutoff grades would be. As David had mentioned, um, if you look back the last uh, couple years or so, uh, we've been really focused on mining um, material, bulk time uh, mining approach. Um, and um, we need to be more selective. basically is the bottom line. we are we are you know, obviously getting a good handle on our costs, uh, our cost base for hail going forward, but we want to make sure that we're using an appropriate cutoff grade Uh, So that, um, again, we're maximizing cash flows from the asset as opposed to mining ounces that that have the potential to destroy uh, value. And we don't we certainly don't want that. So we are again, we are going through the throes of this hail technical review. Uh, We are well advanced in that study work and we will come out with additional information, particularly as we complete the um, uh, the new mine plan. David, is there anything you'd like to add to that?
4: No, I think you responded pretty well. So uh, the only thing that I have to add in there is that, yeah, we're still using the the 0.45 grade, but uh, we're mining grades that are uh, well above that uh, number, and whatever is coming down at that uh, lower grade, we stockpile, and and we only use when we need to use it to keep the mill running. Um, So as volume versus quality, you know, like if you know the coal mines, you know, they want to move tons and tons and tons, and uh, right here yeah, we want to move quality answers, those answers that pay for themselves, and, and that, uh, you know, not only for mining, but also
9: for processing.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. Next question will be from Oves Habib at Scotia Bank. Please go ahead.
0: Thanks, Operator. Hi, Scott and Oshana Gold Team. uh, Congrats on a good quarter, uh, especially at Hale. Uh, Just a couple of questions from me, uh, starting off with uh, DiDipio. Now, DiDipio underground mining seems to be ahead of schedule, uh, but doesn't look like you've moved your guidance uh, for for full underground ramp-up that's taking place in Q3 of uh, next year are you just being cautious on COVID impacts uh, and continuing COVID impacts and and training implementation or are there any other contingencies that you're building in uh, to the DPO, uh underground ramp up? Yeah, thanks, Oveiz,
2: uh, for the question. Uh, it's good to actually talk about the DPO and, and it being in operations. Uh, and it's certainly great to have the DiPO back into the portfolio and, and contributing in the way that it has thus far. Uh, We have made good progress with uh, restart activities and the ramp up and we are ahead of schedule as you just pointed out uh, with respect to the underground, Uh, but as we've we've also pointed out there are still some risks that we have to manage, um, particularly around COVID um, and um, making sure that again we're uh, protecting and safeguarding the health and well being of our workforce. Uh, It's also hurricane season so we do have to factor that in, Um, but we can say that you know, progress is going really, really well. Uh, we will continue to manage expectations going forward, uh, but so far we've had a good start uh, at the DPO. And David Way, is there anything you want to add to that?
5: That pretty much covers it. Uh, thanks, Sam. But just to point out, I mean, we, yeah, we, we, we have increased the guidance. Um, uh, and and also in terms of stoping, uh, stoke production, that's still on track uh, to commence mid, mid-November, which of course only leaves uh, uh, six weeks for the year and is also coincident with the start of milling as well, uh, which is certainly not at, uh, at at maximum throughput either, so I think the guidance is fair. Thanks, Sam.
2: Yeah, and just to add to that as well, Obeys, so milling, again, we expect to start that in the middle of, of November, it'll be predominantly on the, the lower-grade stockpile feed that we have on surface, which is 23 million tonnes at uh, 0.3 grams gold, 0.3% copper. Um, so, as the underground ramps up, we'll progressively supplement mill feed with the higher grade ore that comes from the underground.
0: Okay, sounds, sounds good, uh, guys. Thanks for that. Uh, just, uh, so just on my next question, is, is at Hale. Um, in terms of Hale SEIS, now it's expected uh, in Q1 of next year. Um, I think David uh, kind of talked about a little bit about a plan B. If uh, if it gets delayed further, can you can you just uh, reiterate what what uh, he pointed out and and maybe give it a little bit more color there?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll pass it on to David in a second. Uh, but as we've said thus far, the I mean, the SDS process has taken a little bit longer than we expected. Uh, we do still have very good engagement with the regulator. and That's the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and um, South Carolina DHEC. And engagements basically on a weekly basis as we respond to any inquiries they've they've had since the uh, the release of the draft SEIS. But um, you know we've we've had workarounds thus far with the operations, and we'll have to continue with the workarounds as we await the final decision, and um, and the associated permits associated with it. Uh, David, uh, over to you. Just to provide a little bit more color.
4: Yes, uh, and, and the Plan B, let's say we we don't get the SCIS uh, in Q1, is that uh, we're going to be storing some of the pack material in, in some of the op- uh, pits that are going to be inact- inactive, uh, which means it'll be more rehandled than that we would like to do. I'm same with the water. Water, uh, we're trying to discharge and, you know, uh, move the water through the process plan or through the evaporators. But uh, for the expansion we need to get the permit from the SCIS. So that would be the plan B for us and and keep mining on the upper benches.
0: Got it. Thanks, David. And and David, uh, now you've been at Hale and, and kind of part of uh, Ocean, I guess, for the last uh, three months or a little bit more here. Uh, any kind of comments you can provide on, you know, you've, you've, you've kind of talked about some low-hanging fruit uh, in terms of operational improvements at Hale. Um, <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more on the mining as well as processing side? And and I know you talked about a little bit about water management and waste management, Hmm. but just uh, you know, other any other areas you can talk about in terms of uh, you know improvements?
4: Yeah, we're getting you know we're improving our fragmentation, uh, and with that we have actually increased our throughput at the mill, going into what you know we want to be producing about three and a half million tons a year, going to three point eight. And we're pretty much running at that rate right now. And that's as a result of the fragmentation. Okay. Uh, we are in the process of going all the way back to, you know, break the rock as much as we can. And then once we are comfortable with the, that, we are at the right place, we're going to start optimizing the use of explosives. But uh, that's uh, one big improvement that is already uh, uh, is, is a quick win that we've already seen in their uh, whole roads. Um, you know, we're seeing an increase on the tire life. We're seeing an increase on productivity of the trucks. We're seeing a decrease on uh, on damages, uh, an increase on equipment availability. So those are very low-hanging fruits that we're just kind of going for them and and uh, making sure that we we use them. That that's that's
0: great, everyone. Uh, thanks, and uh, that's it uh, for me. Thanks,
1: Oves. Thank you. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question, please press star one on your te- telephone keypad. And your next question will be from Farouk Ahmed at Raymond James. Please go ahead.
9: Hi, thank you, operator. Um, David, I just want to follow up on that last question that was asked um, you're talking about the mill going to you know 3.8 million tons per annum, but in your prepared remarks, you also talked about mining more selectively and slowing down. Um, can you kind of square those two comments for us in terms of how you look at the mill and your ability to feed the mill or fill the mill, um, given you know this new kind of strategy or approach on the mining side? Okay, so
4: in the past, there was, let's say, um, the targets for the mine were you're going to move 45 million tons or X number of million tons, and the mill had different priorities. So they were competing targets. So the mine was dedicated to move tons, and the mill would mill whatever they could get from the mine. Uh, We're changing that mentality, and the mentality is we're going to mine even... Uh, areas where we have the ore, we're going to mine selectively, even if we lose a little bit of productivity. But we're going to make sure that we uh, reduce dilution, that we mine better ore, that the grade gets, uh, and we're seeing a big improvement on the grade. And, and uh, you know, at the same time, keeping the meal full, uh, uh, which is our target. The target is to be able to keep the meal uh, full and the mine delivering what we can deliver.
9: Okay, um, maybe another question to be for you. I think you said in this quarter your uh, grade at Hill was about twenty percent above what you were expecting. Um, can you uh, you know kind of give us some color on on how that happened uh, what what you know what was different from what you were expecting and going forward, uh, how do you feel confident about you know kind of your uh mine to mill uh reconciliation in terms of you know what you should be expecting to, in terms of grade
4: so early, early in the year we converted one of our um, shovels into an excavator and uh, we move also from the lower benches instead of mining a 10-meter bench where you get a lot of dilution we're mining uh, in fleaches. Uh so we might instead of mining 10 meters uh, one bench we mine, we mine three benches at 3.3 meters each and that will help also reducing the amount of waste that we uh, include in the ore so we don't have to process that much waste that won't give any any um, any money let's say any gold and uh, so we that that will be the biggest advantage of uh, having that selectivity and have, uh, improving the mill throughput
9: so, so that was what drove kind of the, that better grade this quarter than you were expecting?
4: That, that is correct, because we're going full time at, um, at three-meter benches at the bottom of the pit, And obviously, what we have calculated as forecast grade, uh, we came better than that. Uh, and, and I would say mainly it's because of the selectivity. Once we get into the next uh, uh, year and the next quarters, we're going to be able to predict the grade better and make sure that we mine what we said—you so, know, the grade that we said we're going to mine. So okay. we're going to be closer. And, and then, uh, we're going to be closer to what we're predicting.
9: Okay, oh, I understand. Yeah. Um, and, and then maybe this is a question that's probably more for when the technical review comes out. But how do you see the impact on your mining cost by going to this more selective measure?
4: Now, obviously, because we're going to be reducing the productivity a little bit. We're gonna increase, uh, uh, you know, the loading and uh, loading costs. Uh, also, because of the amount of pack material that we're seeing, that is more than than was in the model. That'll increase the mining cost too, because we have to construct aligned facilities to put that pack material. Uh, the rehandle of the pack material, the rehandle of the water, that's increasing uh, uh, the mining cost. Uh, Eventually, if we are able to reclassify that pack material, uh, we're going to see a reduction. But in the meantime, we have to be realistic, and that, um, you know, mining costs are going to increase compared to what we said in the technical review last year, and uh, that will increase our cut grade, which at the same time will probably reduce uh, or convert some of our uh, reserves into resources.
9: Okay. David thanks for thanks for all of these answers uh, that's okay. great there sounds like there's a lot of opportunity and uh, and good luck in uh, in executing over the next uh, 18 months okay thank you
1: thank you once again ladies and gentlemen if you would like to ask a question at this time please press star followed by 1 on your touch tom phone And at this time, we have no other questions. I would like to turn the call back over to Sam Pazuki.
2: Thank you, operator. Um, just a couple points of clarification as well. I mean, part of the, the mining unit costs at, at Hale is related to moving water around and also rehandling the PAG waste. Um, so as we, we get the SEIS permit, uh, and as we look at opportunities to reduce the amount of PAG material that we, we generate, uh, either through the RC drill program, or as Davida just mentioned, the reclassification of some of the yellow PAG material uh, that should drive some of the unit costs down from from rehandling perspective. Uh, so this is some of the work that uh, that is ongoing as part of the technical review and to evaluate our, our full costs. And um, and again, we'll come out with a new mine plan uh, within the first cor- first half of next year. So there are no other questions. Uh, that concludes the webcast and the conference call. Uh, a replay will be available on our website later today. So on behalf of Scott and the rest of the management team, uh, thank you for joining us today and wishing you a pleasant rest of the day. Bye for now.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect your lines.
6: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices,